This is the Personal Profitability Podcast with Eric Rosenberg. Profiteers, welcome back for episode number 116 of the Personal Profitability Podcast. As always, I am your host, Eric Rosenberg, and today we are back for week number three with my very good friend, Martin Dasko, from the site Studonomics or Studonomics, depending on his mood. <laughs> so if you haven't been listening along the last two weeks, Martin is a very experienced personal finance blogger and travel writer. We've been talking about travel the last two weeks, and we're going to pivot it for the next couple of weeks and talk more about entrepreneurship and your money. And today we're going to talk about one of my very favorite things side hustles, specifically five tips for brand new side hustlers who are looking to get started with a new money-making venture. So if you want to supplement your income, earn a little more on the side, whatever you want to do to beef up that income through a side hustle, we're going to help you do that in today's episode. So enough for me for now. We're going to dive into this interview with Martin Dasko right now on the Personal Profitability Podcast. All right, Profiteers, I am back no longer in the same room. We are thousands of miles apart from Ontario, Canada to California, USA. How's it going, Martin? Are you ready to get profitable? I'm ready to get going. The good thing about this one is that we're, we're not in the same room, so I'm topless. You, you don't even know that. You wouldn't know that unless I, unless I told you. <laughs> There was a, at the FinCon booth where we were hanging out in uh, Philadelphia, I saw they had a sticker that said, I podcast with no pants on. Well, I got no shirt on. I got, I got, I got shorts on, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm wearing shorts, too. I was about to say I'm not wearing pants, but I am wearing shorts. <laughs> Just in case it does get picked up by video, you can't—you can never be too sure, right? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so today we're we're here to to rock our five tips for brand new side hustlers. What was one side hustle that you started that you just thought was really fun and interesting and taught you a lot? I mean, I'll, I'll go way back for this because I know most people when they listen to uh, you know a conversation like this online, it's usually about like starting a blog or something. And I mean, that's played out. I want to get a little creative. So I'll, I'll go, I'll go way back to uh, 2002. It was uh, cutting grass for old people. <laughs> hey, I got, people yeah. need their lawns mowed. We actually delayed recording this episode because someone's mowing my lawn right now. That's Which a good you should business. Do it on your own, first of all. <laughs> what a slacker, Eric. It's, uh, I, uh, I have I hustle on my business. I realized I actually did the math and figured out I can make enough per hour working to pay for the uh, the lawn guys to do the lawn and have a little profit left over. If only they could write an article for you, right? <laughs> I know that's they don't speak English all that well, so it's that's uh, okay. Then every block, but they're they're great guys. Yeah, so I I uh, like you know. When we think about this kind of like freelancing and side hustles, we try to reinvent the wheel. But sometimes you got to just keep the wheel spinning or spin it faster or spin it differently. And I remember I wanted to start like a business when I was a teenager or I was in high school. And you think of all these like outrageous things, but then you're just like, why don't I just cut grass? Like people have lawns. People need their grass cut. So like I just started like putting up ads. And then I found a company that connected, you know, young people with seniors. And I would, and it, I would just get contracts. I would get, I would get like the contact information. So like, the thing is, they all needed the work because they were, they were seniors and they couldn't perform the services anymore. But you know, as, I don't know if you know this. Old, older folks take pride in their lawns, right? 
like they still want a nice lot just because you know it's because they can't do it themselves so i remember I would, I would get numbers and this is this is the weirdest thing if you're listening to this you might think i'm crazy but i had to actually like write the numbers down in, in like a black book i had to actually use like a physical calendar and it was kind of nerve-wracking like i would get the number and I'd call them. I'd be like, hey, Mr. Simpson, this is Martin Dasko. I'm, I'm the lawn care specialist. I'll be cutting your grass from now on. And then you'd have to like make an appointment. You'd have to like go through your book and, you know, you have to, you have to, you have to check, well, am I free that day? And you try to make an appointment and then you then you try to upsell. You'd be like, well, I'll be there cutting your grass. Do you, do you want your, you know, your garden to be watered? Or do you, do you want like a, the hedges trimmed? And then some people actually would take me up on my offer. One gentleman, he was totally mobile. He would pay me just to come in every morning and water his plants. I don't know why I remember this, but I remember reading Hulk Hogan's autobiography. I would just turn turn the sprinkler on and sit there for hours just reading. And I thought I was getting rich. You know, I think I was getting seven, eight bucks an hour. I thought I had it made. <laughs> that's awesome. And uh, yeah, it, that's like a real offline hustle business. I love that. And it's where where a lot of us started. So let's dive into our five tips and get going. Both Martin and I have had lots of side hustle history, so we might drop in some little tidbits of knowledge from our own experiences as we go. But the first thing, which is something I actually read in the book, The $100 Startup, is you only need three things to have a business or a side hustle work. And that is a product or service, a customer who's willing to pay for that product or service, and a way to deliver it. So the story you just told, Martin, was perfect for this tip because you had you, know, you had some muscles, you had a lawnmower and, and hedge clippers, you had the, the ability to go you know, take care of someone's lawn in their garden and around their house. You had someone who needed it and was willing to pay, you know, your target customers there, the, the senior citizens in your area. And then finally, a way to deliver it, which was you wrote it down in your book, you showed up at their house on the right day, and, and you did the work. So you know that's a business right there, and, and while it isn't as glamorous as um, you know starting a computer company like Amazon or, or uh, Apple in your garage, that's a business, and it has you have to treat it like one, even if it feels like a little side hustle. And I think a big problem with us these days is that we all read uh, you know self help books and motivational quotes, so everyone thinks that their business has to be the biggest thing in the world. Like newsflash, you're not going to be the next Mark Zuckerberg. You won't start the next Facebook, but that doesn't mean you can't make extra money. So I, I I talk to so many friends who get caught up in this in this first part. Like they uh they get stuck in the product. They want to think of something new, revolutionary, something that will change the world. And then if they do ever think of this product or service, they run into the problem of they don't find anybody that wants to pay for it. Like who wants to pay for this, you know? Like it's 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 all fun and games until until you know the invoice shows up, then you're like, oh. Like a buddy of mine, he uh, he does a freelance video work. And he learned the hard way that a lot of people, they don't really value uh, video videographers or video guys these days. You know, it's such an important part of many businesses, particularly online businesses. That is a very valuable service, but you have to connect with the right clients. Otherwise, you're not you're not going to make any money. Well, yeah, I remember this one guy messaged him. He goes, oh, I need some videos done. So he, like, I guess he, like, he saw the guy's a videographer. I guess he thought that it was, it was a hobby or I don't know if he thought it's like. It's like if someone plays soccer, I guess you just assume they're going to play soccer any chance they get. <laughs> so the guy just assumed that he goes, you know, I saw you do videos. I, I need some videos done. He goes, uh, I need you to do some videos this weekend. So so my friend responds with, he goes, uh, like, this is what I charge. And this is, you know, how long it takes to produce. And this is how I deliver. The guy's like, oh, no, no, I'm not looking to pay. 
well, okay, well, I'm not looking <laughs> to record your videos either, so you got to decide which one you want, right? Yeah, it's, uh, we don't work for charity. Yeah, not that, at all. That is you can't a, pay your bills with experience. <laughs> totally, totally, or exposure. Or, or there's lots of things like that. we got to get paid. So next up, which, which is a great segue from the last one, talking about how you don't have to be the next Mark Zuckerberg, is pick something you already know. You could go out there and learn how to do something new and build a business around it, but it'll probably take a lot of time or money or, you know, there's a big opportunity cost when you're using your time to learn those skills to build the business. Whereas if you pick something you already know or can, you know, just branch off from something you already know, you can start today. You don't have to learn new things and start in the future. And like like the lawn mowing thing, Martin, did you ever have to, to mow your lawn growing up? Did your parents, you know, I know, I know you have a brother. Did they make you guys clean up around the house? Oh, yeah. It's actually actually funny story. I wasn't, I wasn't that good at it, to be honest. My dad had to show me how to do it before I started doing it for other people. <laughs> but there you go. But that was so it was something you knew how to do, though. Oh, yeah. And you were sure. able to just start right away. You know, I've, I got my pilot's license just for fun. But there are people who get their pilot's license to become a commercial pilot. And if you don't have a company paying for it, you're going to spend you know, months, if not years, getting your pilot's license, many thousands of dollars, tens of thousands to get a commercial pilot's license. And, and then you won't get paid until you get on the other side of it. You know, if you wanted to do something like mowing lawns or, I mean, we, we say starting blogs is easy, but starting a blog about a, uh, something you know about or a business or service around something you already know how to do, it, that's a shortcut. If you're looking for... for I mean, there's no get-rich-quick things out there, otherwise we would have all done it. But if you're looking for shortcuts to getting to that end point of getting rich, you know, take anything you can do to, to not make your journey longer. So, And, here, and here's the know. thing. A lot of us, uh, we under undervalue, underestimate our own skills. Like I was talking to a friend who's a, who's a pro fighter, and he was looking for ways to make extra money. And I, I'm like, dude, like, you do something that people like, can only imagine, can only dream of doing, fighting in a cage. Like, what? Why don't you just train others or... You, know, you can be a personal trainer. You can train jujitsu, train Muay Thai. You can train anything. Like you already have the skill set. Like, You're at the top of the game. Yeah, we don't have to complicate this stuff and try to, you know, learn how to code. If you don't, if you don't like to code, don't code. Like I don't like to code. I'm never gonna learn how to code, right? You don't, you don't have to complicate it and try to figure out something that you'll, you'll never be into in the first place. And uh, that, that's a, another great segue for number three on our, our list of five tips for brand new side hustlers. It doesn't have to be online. It can be online or offline. So we've talked about blogs. We've talked about lawn mowing. We've talked about, you know, for your friend who's a fighter teaching classes. A lot of people, especially people who listen to podcasts, so I'm, I'm lumping myself into there. You know, we get really inspired when we hear these stories about people sitting, working at home, making a ton of money, which I, I admit I, I do work at home and make more money than I thought I would doing this. <laughs> but that isn't the only way to succeed. And this is just what worked for me. You know, I already had a specific skill that I, I knew. I knew about personal finance and money. I was already decent at writing from years of practice. So for me to take those two things I knew and combine them into an online business, you know, for me, that was the easiest path because those are where my skills are. But if your skills are not you know, on a computer, you don't have to make money on a computer. You can make money anywhere. I agree with that. I mean, and too many of us get caught up in the idea of starting an app for some reason because, you know, we, we see, we watch the news or we, you know, there's, there's a big thing these days called the survivorship bias. 
we'll hear about someone that started, you know, Amazon or Facebook or, or you know, Tinder or whatever. If someone started a big app and everyone's like, oh, that, that's me. I should do that next. Like a buddy of mine, he's been chasing the next big idea for maybe 10, 12 years now. And then he told me, he goes, oh, I had the idea for Uber. I'm like, okay, well, you didn't really. And B, you didn't do anything about it. So nobody cares. Like, yeah, execution, I had, execution is key, you know? I, I had the idea for what would eventually become businesses like Blue Apron years before, but I didn't start one. So, yeah, it didn't matter. <laughs> execution is key. It's, it's important that you can actually take action on what you want to do because, I mean, I'd love to start some fancy app. I know, I know that's not going to happen unless, unless I pay someone to do all the work for me, but that, that's not in the cards at the present time. Right. So it's, you know, focusing on what you're good at and, and what's working. Like when I started my online business, you know, I thought I was going to be like Pat Flynn, you know, with, with tons of followers and, and this big, you know, six figure monthly revenue. Uh, but I didn't get the, the tons of followers and traffic that he did from Google. But I realized that the freelancing, which was just a tiny little side hustle offshoot from my blog, was making me way more money for the effort I was putting in than anything else. So just looking at what was working and repeating on that again and again was the best way for me to succeed. It wasn't making up a new way to make money. And that's the beauty about being in the trenches. You you know, my friend, I got Trevor, my he's a co-host on Studenomics TV with me. And uh, like I got him into freelancing. He started off doing video videography and then he realized that people were into his history. Then he realized that people that are into history by postcards and he realized people that like postcards like presentations. And it kind of just like he created a bunch of different income sources. And so that's why it's really important that you just get started, whether it be online or offline, get in the trenches. And like, I mean, and then you don't, you don't know where you'll end up. You could end up creating courses. You could, uh, you could be an affiliate. You could be a liaison. You, you don't know what's going to happen unless you take that first step. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, number four on our list, you need to hustle. So what did he do there that made that all work? He didn't sit around waiting for you know money to make itself. That doesn't work. Uh, actually, this last a couple of weeks ago on Twitter, you know, there's that Monday motivation hashtag a lot of people use, and I saw that pop up. I was like, oh, you know, here's something motivating for me. I want to make twenty eight hundred dollars this week, and no one's going to make it for me. That motivated me. I knew I had to do the work if I wanted to make it, and I made over four thousand this week. So, boom, there goes that goal. But you know, I did, it didn't happen on its own. I worked really hard on each one of those dollars. So you have to hustle. I mean, what, have you ever had uh, any money just you know show up on your front door without doing anything, Martin? I guess I'm gonna say about this topic. I, I don't want to. I don't want to rant and rave about working hard because that's annoying. But I think the biggest problem with us right now is that we're all chasing this passive income myth. You know, like people read the four-hour work week and they read about this. All oh, this guy got rich quick, and everybody wants to chase the passive income theory and they think they're going to get rich quick. I have to pause you for a second. Tip number five, it takes time to build a business that provides passive income. Continue. I should have skipped ahead. I didn't see that. (laughs) Keep going. Keep going. You were right on it. That's number five. And um, yeah, it's weird. It's like, it's, it's so annoying when someone rants about working hard. And I just think that should be just, that's just a barrier to entry. You have to be willing to put in, some time. And it's the most frustrating thing for me is when I work with new hustlers and new entrepreneurs, whatever you want to call them, new, new uh, side hustlers, whatever the word is, it's like there's no patience and they want like that passive income. They think they're going to make a ton of money really fast. 
It's like trying to get, it's like when people try to get fat, try to get fit from being fat real fast. It's like, dude, it took you 30 years to get fat. Like it might take you more than three weeks to get an eight pack, you know, <laughs> same thing for, for side hustles that, uh, it takes time. And like, uh, the only way to avoid the, like, this whole time situation is if you have a lot of money to invest. If you, if you have a million dollars to invest, yeah, you can buy a few franchises and coast, but I'm assuming you don't. So you have to be willing to put in the time and, and wait things out. Like sometimes like, like if you want to, like I was talking to a friend, he started doing YouTube videos and he'll do, he would do one and he would ask me for feedback. And I'm like, man, this, this isn't good. you know. And then he just wouldn't do another one. And then he would do something else and then not do another one. You got to keep doing those things to get better at them. Yeah. I don't want to lecture anybody, but like you, you already know deep down inside what the situation is. You just, you're just waiting for someone to give you a shortcut. And you know, that's, I don't think that's, you know, it's not, you know, it's not coming. So the sooner you accept that, the better. Yeah. It's, it's like we said earlier, if, it were easy. Everyone would have done it. I'll, I'll add him on the podcast. I'll add him here. I don't care. Trevor, yeah. I didn't talk to him for a few days, a couple of years ago, two years ago. When I, and then, because we started working together. So, you know, I didn't, you know, I was working with him every day. Then, then we don't talk for a few days. And then he posts on Facebook. He goes, oh, I joined this new business. I can't wait to be an entrepreneur. I'm like, dude, you already have a business. Like, you're side hustling. You're making money. He goes, no, no, no. This is a real business. He goes, I can make 10 grand a month. I'm like, oh, boy. So he sends me the name of this company he's working for. I type the company's name in, and I won't mention them here because I will not give them free publicity. The first thing I see is X company is a total scam. <laughs> oh, man. You got to Google. Was it an MLM, multi-level marketing, something like that? Yeah. And then I'm like, didn't you Google? He goes, yeah, but they addressed that. I'm like, of course they address it. <laughs> man, it breaks my heart for him. It's like such a waste of money and effort and... Well, you can't go from zero to 10 grand, especially if you have no skills. And especially if someone says anybody can do it, because like, just think about it for a second. You're some clown. You're, you're some slacker sitting at home, you know, you're, you're, you're playing video games. Like, do you really think you can suddenly start making 10 grand a month because some guy told you you can't? And, and if you could, well, how would the guy be dying to sell you some system for $500, you know? Yeah, it's, uh, you're, you're, you're spot on there. It's. There, there are no super shortcuts. It takes work. And if you're going to invest, you know, invest your time to get the, the right kind of knowledge for the right kind of business. If it seems off, don't go there. It's just, it's not worth the risk. Follow your gut. I'll do a Google search. Ask some people, like, let's say, let's say you want to get into freelance writing. I, I would look at your site. I'd say, oh, Eric, Eric is a freelance writer. Oh, he makes money. Okay, cool. There's people doing it. If someone tells you that selling flowers to relatives is a good idea. I'd be like, hmm, do I know anybody that does this? Like, is this really worth it? Should I be selling flowers or toothbrushes to, to my, my neighbors, you know, like, yeah. like think about it, you know? Yeah. I have, I have to take an objective look at anything before you start. Especially if they're asking you for upfront money, like, like for what's the, where's the money going anyways, you know? Exactly. It's, it's going into their pocket and out of your bank account. <laughs> of course. <laughs> anyway, so, that, so we've hit our five points for today. Thank you so much, Martin, for hanging out. We have one more episode with you, but what is one thing you have published or posted recently that you want everyone to know about and check out before we get back next week? Yeah, let's uh, get them to watch our video on how, you, how Eric Rosenberg, the, the present company on this podcast, how he started, free, started freelancing. It's an awesome video. It's on YouTube, on Studentomics TV. Yeah, so if you head to YouTube, type in um, Studentomics TV and my name, and that should come up on top. Or just type my name and Martin Dasco, our names together, and I think that should come up. 
Um, you might find another couple of fun videos of us as well. We'll see uh, from Mastic Nights. But uh, that was a great one. I had a lot of fun chatting with you on that one. See you next week. Awesome. Talk to you then. There's another one in the can, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you had as much fun listening to Martin as I had talking to him. He's always so much fun, and you never really know what he's going to say next. I love that. So make sure to check out Martin's site. Again, that's Studenomics. He's also huge on Instagram, so follow him there. He uses that same username, Studenomics, on Instagram. Also, if you haven't checked it out yet, make sure to check out my personal profitability boot camp. It is a free week-long series to help you get on track managing your money, and the last step will help you get started on the side hustle. So we'll bring you through the whole process you need to go through to get to where we are for today's episode. So I hope you find that helpful. That's at personalprofitability.com slash bootcamp. We'll be back with Martin one more week, and then we'll have another new guest for our next month of shows here at the podcast. So thanks as always again for sticking around till the end. Your reviews, your downloads, your ratings, they all mean the world to me. I so much appreciate that you decide to spend a little bit of your time with me every week. And until next time, stay profitable. We'll be right back.